1: all of the things that I am, like INFJ, Enneagram Type 1, literal, like, Type A personality all throughout high school, As, and, and this is the my recovering perfectionist tendencies, are like, no, Kristen, you need to stop. The thing that you actually need in your life is just a tiny little list where you can write down what did you read, what did you watch, what are you listening to, and if you only give yourself a 3 by 4 card, you can't make it any more complicated.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 95. In this episode, I'm joined by Kristen Tweedale of The Awesome Ladies Project. Kristen is the creator of several popular community projects that foster habits of creativity and self-reflection. Habits just so happens to be the theme of our first Simple Scrapper journey of 2021, and I'd love for you to join us at the next free your way workshop this January 6th. You can find the link in the show notes at simplescrapper.com/syw095. And now, my conversation with Kristen. Hey,
1: Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Yes, I've wanted to talk to you for so long, and you're a podcaster as well, and I love your show, but I think we're going to have a really juicy, creative conversation today. So could you kick things off by sharing a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I am an in- there's oh my god, there's so much to talk about, right? So no, I am in my mid-30s. I live in East Lansing, Michigan, right now, but I was born and raised right outside of New York City in North Jersey. And I think that just like is tells you a lot about me. But like <laughs> you'll hear my you'll hear my accent um throughout the show, especially if we get into a really juicy creative conversation. I own the Awesome Ladies Project, or Are You Kristen LLC, which If anyone out there, by the way, hot tip if you are thinking about forming an LLC and you're like, oh my God, it's so scary, and you put it off for two years and then it takes you 20 minutes to do it, um, and you need a little push, DM me or email me and I will say, create your LLC. It only takes 20 minutes. Don't worry about putting it off for two years. So that's another thing about me. I am one of those people who will put things off that only take 20 minutes for like two years because I am a recovering perfectionist and I really want things to be amazing. I like to see the good in things. I am someone who loves stories. So I am really excited to get into some conversations about storytelling and documenting life. And I'm just really excited to be here.
0: I um I can identify with the situation. Uh, I've been a sole proprietor since the beginning of my business. And the reason I haven't filed an LLC is because I don't know, I can't seem to do the math with such precision to determine which tax status I would then file.
1: So I've put it off. <laughs> So I get it. It's – oh, my God. I put it off for two years. And then I was so, so, so mad at myself that I have – anytime I've been in any, like, business mastermind or little group with, like, ladies who want to business, it has been, like, my – that is my mantra. Like, ladies, if you want to do your LLC, I promise you it takes a half an hour. And, I like, it was on one of those things of, like, huge anxiety for me because I am – I am not someone who ever, ever, ever in my entire life ever thought that I would go into business. Sure. So just, you know, having to be this person who now owns a business has put me on this, like I'm constantly also, you know, taking business classes and learning to do business. And that is also an interesting, I guess, side part of my life that I never really thought that I'd be. And in 2020 that is an interesting place to find yourself as a female business owner, solo business owner doing some interesting things in 2020.
0: But you know it's so I've had I had a similar moment this past week but it was on a totally different topic. Like I never expected I would be a person googling do I set custom white balance with the gray card before <laughs> or after my neutral <laughs> density filter is attached. And I'm like, I don't think even three years ago I knew what those words meant. And now I'm like trying to figure out how to make my videos look just a little bit better so that I can appease that recovering perfectionist sensibility that I have as well.
1: Right? Isn't it so funny how every little thing that we do, it makes us exactly who we are in this moment. And... Who knows who we're going to be in, like, three years? Who knows what words are going to be coming out of our mouth? I kid you not, I absolutely hated the sound of my own voice. So I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would be a podcaster. And when I reached out to Amanda, um, who co-hosts Crafty Ass Female with me, she had just left her job and she was like, I need to do something else. And I was like, hey, you know, if you ever want to collaborate on something, let me know. And she was like, what about a podcast? And part of my recovering perfectionism, part of my people-pleasing, and then part of my adventurousness just said, okay, you know, why not? What's the worst that happens? It sucks and nobody listens to it. And, you know, it's the that's that's that. I've done lots of projects that have been terrible and nobody cares about them and I don't care about them. But then... Through those projects, you figure out, like, okay, well, what worked, what didn't work? And then through that, you get the really good projects that work kind of forever. And I found a couple of really, really, really good projects. And I know you wanted to talk about some of them.
0: Yes, that's a really great introduction to kind of where we're going today to talk about experimentation and creative practice and how you have to actually take the step to do something and do it again and again and again to learn from it, to really find your thing and all these little things that we participate in as part of our larger community. We not only are learning from ourselves doing it, we can learn from others doing those as well.
1: Absolutely. And I think that there's so much, and if you've, seen some of the projects that I've been doing for a very long time, those projects, they kind of float to the top because they work. And a lot of the projects that I've tried, you know, sink to the bottom because they don't work. And that's totally okay. And one of my things that I love more than anything, and this comes out of this recovering perfectionist tendency, is figuring out what doesn't work for me. One of the things that I like to say is that I love being wrong. I really, really love being wrong. And I had to learn to love being wrong. And the reason that I love being wrong is because more than anything, I love being right. (laughs) Like it makes me so happy like inside to be right about something And the only way that I can actually, like, really be right about things in the long term, and whether this is crafting, like, I love being right about crafting, like, oh, my God, it makes me so happy to, like, I know we've all done this, right? We've all done this thing where we keep that product, whatever it is, that journaling card or that special embellishment for the right project.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But, you know, sometimes we do that with too many things. And then we're like, oh, we have this one, we have that one, we have that one. But if you know your style enough, if you know what you like enough, if you know what you don't like enough, and you practice enough, you'll be able to pick out those very specific things. And maybe you hold on to them for a year, maybe you hold on to them for two years. And then you have those special whether they're embellishments, whether they're journaling cards, and you know I will use that. And it's not, maybe I'll use that in the future, but no, I am going to one day use that product. And I know what I'm going to use it on. Maybe I don't know what I'm going to use it on. But it's not not the fear of missing out on using that embellishment on the perfect project. It's the knowledge of knowing you're going to get to the perfect project because... You've been practicing. You know your style. You know your stories. And it's a fine line. But I think when you use projects, like I have my currently list where I write down each week on Monday, like what I'm watching, what I'm loving, and getting into this repetition. Like I have Thursday 3, which is my... Selfie challenge. And I created all of these projects because I had this vacuum in my life. I created currently because literally, okay, so the, the story behind currently is literally on New Year's Eve, I was in my apartment back in North Jersey. I was planning out my project life plan for, I think, it was... 2013 and i was like okay i'm gonna use design f page protectors and i'm gonna have a lot of three by four cards what can i do each week so that i know that i'm journaling even if i don't have a journaling plan And i'm like because i'm the worst when it comes to blank pages i'm so bad you need something to respond to i I, anything literally anything so i was like okay well i'll just come up with a list so i came up with a list And I'm still using that list eight years later because it's so easy. And then I realized halfway through that year later on, I don't have any pictures in my scrapbook pages of myself. Like I found I was starting to tell a lot more stories about myself, but I just didn't have enough photos. I was like reusing the same photos of myself. Because when you tell a lot of introspective stories about yourself, you want to use pictures of yourself. Well, for sure. Yep. And I just didn't have them because I'm not, I know people think of me as like, oh yeah, Kristen, she has tons of selfies. I am not the type of person who's just going to be like, oh yeah, stop, selfie moment. That is not me. I literally had to write that into my schedule. And so if I didn't put something in my schedule, it it wasn't going to get done. And so if I wanted more selfies in my scrapbook, I had to put that into my planner. And I know that sounds like super lame, but that's how it had to get done. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause
0: you there because I think that's a an awesome teaser into the rest of our conversation and also say just that the, the way you talked about uh, finding your way, which is you know our theme here on the podcast as it relates to products and knowing that you're saving this for something that that is so aligned with you. You have the confidence to use it because I remember the first time I got a, you know, some sort of like uh, embossed Project Life card, and of course I saved it. And then I got started getting gold foil ones. Well, I have to save those too. And then I had like a category, a little box of just all the the fancy ones. And mm-hmm. it's this point I'm I'm actually really totally over pocket pages because I found other things that work better for me. I was so enamored with the product. I wasn't thinking about, is this really aligned with my creative style and the way that I like to make things? Totally. So Kristen, one of the things we always love to do here is to talk about what's exciting us right now. And I'm curious, what is one thing inside of memory keeping a product, an app, a class, a person that you're loving?
1: I am loving I'm loving Kelly Perky and her new paper person shop and we've had her on crafty as female a couple of times now talking about the way that women have been documenting current events and her products have made it easier for me to document current events and then also easier for me to share documenting current events as opposed to feeling like that's not something that I can share on Instagram. Mm. Cause I feel like in the past it's been something that I want to hide a little bit. And I, I'm not, I'm not even someone that who, who really shies away from that stuff on Instagram at all. Like I, I am very proudly, um, anti-racist and very proudly black lives matter. I'm very proudly, um, a part of the LGBTQ community. Like, and so it's, it's interesting how having Kelly's products, um, even, even before and during the summer when she was still under Kelly Perky shop and now, well, she's under paper person, having those as part of the, broader scrapbook community. And also Tracy Reed had some, some gorgeous products as well. Um, and, and kind of this, um, more acceptance into, yeah, we are scrapbooking our everyday lives and, you know, current events and even politics specifically, this election has been so in everyone's face. hmm And no matter what you thought of the election, even if you didn't think about the election at all, it was still in your face.
0: Yeah. It was impossible to avoid (laughs) even around the world.
1: It sounds like so. Right. Totally. I mean, um, there's so many, like we have such a great Aussie contingent in our uh, scrapbook community. And so many of our Aussie friends were like, Oh my God, I want to scrapbook the U S (laughs) election. And so Having that as a, you know, broader part of our community, like just products that you could buy made it feel like it was part of the community. And I I feel like that made it cool for me to put it in my books and share it. And and I think a lot of people felt that way. Mm -hmm. I can see that for sure. Because I know that
0: there's a difference between...
1: Uh, feeling
0: like you're consistently authentic to yourself online and you share your values without reservation and you're comfortable in in your own skin in that manner. But to also to then it's different to say something that you know is going to provoke a reaction in some people that may not be positive. And so it's 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 very there's like a little bit of a vulnerability anticipation there that you know that somebody might say something that because they disagree with you and it might it might hurt your feelings or cause you to get angry or who knows, but there's a, there's a vulnerability there that sometimes is difficult, difficult to kind of get over that hurdle and to say, okay, uh, do I want to step into that fear and accept whatever comes or am I going to just be quiet because that's safer?
1: Yeah. And, and I think that there's this interesting, like almost bridge that we cross a little bit between, you know, There's memes and there's, you know, putting things in comments and there's, you know, creating things or sharing things that are digital and then actually going and crafting scrapbook layouts that, you know, are are created in the same media as, you know, birthday parties or other things that we craft and sharing your feelings in that media I think is even more vulnerable than just you know sharing memes or sharing pictures or sharing mm-hmm. things that other people said that may be incredibly profound, but it's not the same you know personal vulnerability as I think you're talking about.
0: Well, there's something the about you know whatever products we choose, they're a reflection of of ourselves mm-hmm. and absolutely well like the, we're trying to get these supplies which is why we're memory keepers to reflect what we feel on the inside so t- to have products that that can do that is you know
1: i'm um, uh, very empowering yes yes absolutely and i think that's such an a great way to put it is it is empowering it's empowering to be able to tell this side of our story
0: Alright, so switching gears, and of course we're going to talk a lot more about storytelling, but we like to talk about bucket list stories here. So these are some of your deeper, more significant, and they're not even always like serious or negative, but ones that really get to the core of who you are and your your past or your history. So what is one story that would be on your memory-keeping bucket list? Okay, so I was
1: really thinking about this one, right? And thinking about like what scrapbooks mean the most to me when I look back on them and what stories I love to have had documented. Some of the ones that I'd love to have had most documented are my travel albums. And also the albums that are most introspective to me. So I was thinking like, what haven't I documented travel wise? And there's only a few things. And then what do I really, you know, what, stories do I really want to tell inside of me? And then I was like, you know what? There's one, there's one thing and it's Harry Potter. And I know that makes me sound so nerdy, but there's, I have not yet scrapbooked our literal trip to Universal Studios, the Wizarding World of Harry, po- of Harry Potter. I made one little mini album and that's fine, right? I, Cause I wanted to use some of the things, but I have everything. Oh my God, Jennifer, I have everything in a box I have, it's literally marked, you know, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. The box is decorated with Harry Potter things. I have all of, you know, I even have some of the photos in there. I have so much Harry Potter stuff ready to scrapbook it. We had the best time. It was so amazing. There are so many stories inside of that one story that I want to tell, like, taking the train between the two parks, the little, the details of the world. Like also how cool was it to just stand in like Hogsmeade and there'd be like little winter snows everywhere on all the little buildings. And also it'd be Florida and it'd be like 75 degrees and have like a tank top on. Like these little things, and like oh my god! Like the the train conductor who stood in front of the um the Hogwarts Express train that you got to like take pictures. Every, they all stayed in character. It was there are so many stories to tell in there that I need to tell that just like literally that travel story of that little adventure. But then, so some people know this about me. This is this is like a this is like an are you Kristen story. I listen to Harry Potter audiobooks to fall asleep and I've been doing it for like since college since like my junior year of college so a very long time ago right so like since since before the seventh book came out I've been listening to them on audiobook to fall asleep
0: and how many times have you gone through the whole series then
1: I literally cannot count probably close to 100 like no joke wow So I guess I can recite most of the first book, which is nonsense. I know it's ridiculous. It's, but it makes it so, so, okay. These are the stories that I want to tell, right? I have two overlapping headache disorders. So one of the main things that I need to do in order to maintain a normal life is absolutely 100% make sure that I get eight hours of sleep a night. One of the ways that I make sure that I get eight hours of sleep a night is to make sure that there is no, like, noise around me. And one of the best ways to do that is to just always have headphones in. And I found that the best thing to listen to, instead of white noise, instead of random audiobooks, instead of music, is just a story that I know. So it's just a person telling me a story that I know because then I'm not really paying attention to it. I don't need to know what's happening next because, you know, I know every single thing that happens all the time. And it's just a great story. Like I'm still interested all the time. Sometimes I skip a lot of the parts in book five, especially now because like, they're just really fascist and I can't deal with that, but it's okay. Um, And I found over the years, different parts of different books will appeal to me more because of different things that are going on. So there's so many stories to mine just in literally Harry Potter and I could spend so much time just documenting Harry Potter and I don't even want to go into the movies. Cause I'm, I'm, that's a whole nother thing, but like just the books, the audiobooks, the characters, how I feel about them. There's just so much there. And like, that's just a huge part of my life. It's, it's literally a part of my everyday life.
0: It seems like that you could even have uh, a, an album series where as you feel inclined, And able to do so, you make a page about one part of the trip or one part of how it intersects with your life or one thing that you're feeling right now about a character because you just listen to a certain part of a book again. Um, That it doesn't have to be a project that you can put more clear boundaries on and finish, but that it's an ongoing part of your story.
1: I love that idea. That makes so much more sense than me just wrapping boundaries around the entire thing and making it a I need to get this done in a time period so that it's done and here I like the idea of making it a ongoing project because again it's a part of my ongoing life so it's not like I could ever actually finish it anyway
0: yeah because that trip was just one one part of your Harry Potter story And so it would feel, you said you already did like a little mini album for it, but that even that didn't feel like enough because of this, this connection that you have to the stories and, and, and how that connects to you and your own health journey as well. So it's, uh, yeah, I think something like that would, would might be a a thing to consider.
1: Yeah. I really like that idea. And then I could add to it and do pages inside of page protectors outside of page protectors. Certainly. I mean, lots yeah. of flexibility. Yeah, uh, I really like that. Oh, that makes me inspired to start on it even sooner.
0: <laughs> All right. So getting back to your creative practice, you shared a little bit about the Currently Project. And I remember when you launched your very first products, stamps and journal cards. So can you tell me more about what, some, if somebody wants to participate in the Currently Project, how would they go about doing that today?
1: They can go to com slash currently, and on that page is literally the whole currently story. You can download a free currently card, print it out, and then there are digital currently cards in a bunch of different colors. There's a currently stamp. There are physical currently cards that you can get. Lots of different ways. I've found that with my projects, like currently, like Thursday 3, they have you know, evolved over time. And actually you are the second person that I am telling this to. Um, I have designed a new currently card and yes, not a different color, but I have done a very cool rebrand with this amazing illustrator this year. I am so proud of the work that she's done. And I thought that it was time to have a, updated currently card. So in 2021, we are going to have a brand new currently card. I'm going to be using it for my currently Mondays and I'm I'm just so excited. It feels just fresh. And so that'll be out and um again, everything is at the awesomeladiesproject.com/currently because it is currently and like like we were talking about earlier, currently is like the easiest way to enter documenting your life anyone can do it and you can do it digitally Um, some of our members just pull it up on the ipad or the iphone and do it right on the phone and you know you can do it in oh my god what is it called oh instagram stories that's what we call that and you know that's um one of my favorite things about documenting your life is that everyone is doing it we're already doing it if you're on instagram and you're putting up a photo and a caption, that's documenting your life. If you're putting receipts in your little book, say pulling them in there, that's documenting your life. That's some of my favorite things to go back and look at is like old books of things that people had back in the day. And you can just pull out so many stories from those things. So I really like that we can have simple projects that help us to tell the stories of what we're doing right now.
0: I love that. And I love just how it's so, it's very universal. Um, yeah. I think so much of what we do as as teachers and guides, if you will, in the industry, influencers, I hate that word, but whatever, um, we, we we feel this need to be really specific because people will have specific needs or we want to tie it to the things that we're doing when you can create these concepts that are so broad and you're just you're so good at this, I'm always so impressed that just can be uh, applicable to no matter what type of memory keeping you do. And it's really just about uh, capturing your story and supporting your your journey in a
1: new way. Yeah, I I like that you say that I'm good at it because that has come from like literally years and years of being so bad, at it. <laughs> like just so bad at it from like being a kid and being uh, in high school and being in college of like, oh no, Kristen, you need to make things so, so, so complicated. I am, I am the queen of overcomplicating things. I am. And so when I try to do things and the things that I do well are things that are so uncomplicated and it is this, And I think that this this comes from being like all of the things that I am, like INFJ, Enneagram type one, literal like type A personality all throughout high school. and, And this is the, again, my recovering perfectionist tendencies are like, no, Kristen, you need to stop. The thing that you actually need in your life is just a tiny little list where you can write down what did you read? What did you watch? What are you listening to? And if you only give yourself a three by four card, you can't make it any more complicated. Mm -hmm. And Kristen, if you need to take more selfies, just take one selfie every Thursday.
0: So yeah, let's let's dive into this. Because you mentioned before how you were doing the list, but you felt like you didn't have enough selfies. So you felt this... You wanted to, to
1: pair those words with photos of you right now. Yeah. And like, I was, I was literally making like layouts. I was literally creating my project life spreads and I was actually printing out the exact same photo. And I was like, Kristen, this is, this is dumb. You need to make more photos. And it was my last semester on campus and I was on campus on Thursdays. And I was I was on campus on Thursdays in a couple of different spots on campus. So I said, Kristen, on Thursdays on campus, take a picture in different places so that you will also have photos of yourself on campus in different places. Which again, really happy that I did that because I obviously didn't take a ton of photos of myself earlier in college, so I'm really glad that I have pictures of myself in cool places on campus. Like, big ups to me for that. Like, <laughs> really proud of myself for that one. Because, again, I am not the type of person to just be like, oh, yeah, stop, selfie time. Because that's just not, it's it's literally not who I am. And so when I was going to, you know, write a top 10 list of whatever things that I was doing or you know, here's how I'm feeling about my last semester of college, or here was something else going on in my life at the time. I literally, I, I vividly remember printing out the same photo three times for three different layouts. And it was like, this is, this is so dumb. And so every Thursday I would be like, oh, okay, this is just one more thing that I had to do on like my list of things that I had to do for homework or for the semester, finish, you know, finish the essay and take a selfie. And I think one of the things that really helped me get this project off the ground was that I did treat it kind of like homework that whole first year.
0: I think sometimes that's you have to do that in order to, to build a habit. It's, it's going to be awkward. There's going to be resistance at first. You're sometimes going to not want to do it. Um, but it's like those times in my life when I actually could consider myself sort of a runner. I still remember what that feels like. It doesn't mean that I want to go through the pain to get back there. But eventually you get to the point where you crave those endorphins and that feeling of being on the other side of whatever it is you're trying to achieve.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's that's a really great comparison because it's not like when I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to start taking selfies. It's like I was good at that. And selfies are not an easy thing to do. It's a skill just like taking any other photograph. Mm-hmm, for sure. And we, especially as women, especially as, you know, non teenage, early 20s women, we're not super comfortable with photos of ourselves most of the time. You know, society is not super like, hey, women in your 30s and 40s, definitely go and take pictures of yourself all the time because you're awesome and you're beautiful and we love looking at you. And then post them on the internet because that's what society wants. And so when I'm talking about selfies, when I'm teaching about selfies, one of the biggest resistances I hear is, I just don't like the way that I look in photos. I feel that. I feel that really hard. But one of the things that I like to say is that selfies are not about what we look like. Um, If we were taking pictures of our kids, if we were taking pictures of our best friends, if we were taking pictures of our moms... We wouldn't say that to them. And. It's so much more important. That we have photos of ourselves. Than. If we look good. In said photos of ourselves. And. That's not to say there can't be bad photos of us. But. We can learn to take good pictures of ourselves. And. There's so many things that we can learn about, like where to hold a photo, how to position yourself, you know, and there's so many different things about taking pictures with like a front facing camera and where you're holding your arm that are skill related, technique related. Then if you just are taking a regular photo with your regular point and shoot, or even just your regular mobile phone with the, you know, the quote unquote normal camera, mm-hmm. You don't even have to start out with taking, you know, full body selfies or even face selfies. Just getting some part of your body in a photo to say, hey, I'm here, I exist, is really important.
0: You know, when you say that, it makes me think of, you know, four or five years ago, everyone was taking from where I stand photos. Maybe that was kind of a gateway into feeling comfortable taking more selfies because there certainly are more today. And I think Thursday three has been a huge part of that, especially within our community. But we had to kind of ease in to including ourselves in the picture, even if that was just starting with our toes, you know, on the Portland carpet when we landed.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that's if that's all you can do, that's enough. For sure. I'm totally here for that.
0: So there's something that I noticed about... Because when you were talking about how you you printed the same photos back in the day, I noticed that a lot of your, your selfies today, you tend to take them in your mirror and same or similar pose. And it's so fascinating because... Even though, like, my eyes saying, like, oh, is that one from this week or is that from last week? It's really about, I'm sure there's something that changed in the background. Your outfit changed. You know, uh, you are different this week than you were last week. And it's the words that go with that that shows that even though things are kind of maybe similar on the surface, our story is always evolving and is so much more than, than just that one image.
1: Yes, exactly. All of that. And it's easy, and I can just make sure that it gets done. (laughs) And I think, like, that, right, that there's so much of all of that put together. Like, I want to make sure that Thursday three is easy so that I can get it done because life is hard and we have so much going on. And this is important, like, it is important to me to make sure that I get a picture of myself. And if I just lean up against my fireplace and take a picture in the mirror, I know that that will take me one or two minutes. And if I I don't even have to think about that, I know that I can get that done. As opposed to like trying to be creative with it every day, every week and like, oh, should I do it over here? You know, what should I wear? I am somebody who decision fatigue is very real for me. So if I had to insert like five decisions into my Thursday three that would make it too complicated for me and then I wouldn't get it done I'm sure there's so many
0: that can identify with that feeling for sure that you like you need to not only make it simple but you need to make it simpler
1: as much as possible and like sometimes my Thursday three is in a completely different place or yeah because I'm in a different place or sometimes I'm, you know, I have a lot of extra time or I'm feeling amazing. And it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, why don't we like just dress up today for Thursday three because we can. But when I make the baseline, okay, this is going to be a two minute task each week. Then it's a two minute task each week. And if I want to spend 30 minutes on it, which I don't ever really do, I don't think, but if I want to, then I can, you can. Yeah. Um,
0: when you but, made the point about yeah go ahead it's uh you're saying I'm here I'm still here and that's like that's kind of the the reason to do it week after week and i think maybe 2020 has underscored that need a little bit more like we're we're still here it's another week we're still doing this we're you know we have <laughs> these gratitudes uh, amidst everything yes
1: And I think, so Thursday three has been one of those things where more than anything, it has shown me that we can get through hard things. Um, so I started Thursday three, uh, years ago and through these years, I have gone through a lot of different things, um, the biggest has been me trying to figure out my headache battle. And there have been a lot of Thursdays where my Thursday three photo, I look awful. Like I just look terrible, like no joke. Like, and I usually make them in black and white. So there's more of a story to it, but especially early on, When, before I met my amazing neurologist and she figured out it was two headache disorders. Who knew? Um, But looking back on those photos and those words, I'm now reminded, oh, wow. I got through that. Mm -hmm. Look at what I can do. And I think, collectively, seeing... Us get through twenty twenty with Thursday three and seeing other people struggle with the same things. Um, there are so many women in our community who are teachers, and i've I've seen a lot of the teachers doing Thursday threes and like being like, "Oh, yeah, you know, my teacher struggle is the same, my teacher's struggle is the same. and you know, having that community of, well, hey, you know, I'm here. You know, life is weird. It's not even that life is bad or life is good or life is anything but strange right now. And it's been so comforting to have this, you know, community within a community of women who are willing to be vulnerable with their lives in in such a direct way.
0: Well, I think one thing that's fascinated me over time in just participating myself, and I I will admit I'm not a regular participant, but I have participated many times. And there's something really powerful about the prompt, because just sharing three things about you right now, it's not like three things you're loving, or three reasons this was the best day ever. It's, you know, three things that are real about you right now. And that kind of automatically will go to something that's it will help kind of help you connect to what is real and meaningful and sometimes even raw right now in your life
1: yeah it's 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 very interesting and I think that I did on purpose when I was and again like I all of my challenge all of my challenges I created selfishly for me because I needed them Mm -hmm. And then I just put them out in the world. One for accountability. Like I put things on Instagram to hold myself accountable. Because if I put them out on Instagram, people will be like, oh, Kristen, I like that. Where's the next one? And if I do that, then it's easier for me to feel like I need to do it again. Or that there's worth in doing it again. As opposed to just kind of hiding away. Because I am. I don't even know how to put it. I. I want to say I'm quiet. I don't share a lot. And there's so many stories that I don't tell. Which. I know does not seem true. But is very much true.
0: I think we could. There's. Uh. I'm guessing there are more people like you than are not like that, that we all have so many parts of our story that even if that a, let alone not sharing, but maybe we're not even telling ourselves in our albums because we don't want to deal with that. So I think that's, I think that's more true than we think it is because there's so many conversations that are not had.
1: I think that's really true. And I think that, what we talked about earlier with Kelly's products, I think having, I wonder, I guess this is a question more than a statement. I wonder if having those products for more of our stories would allow us to tell more of our stories. And even if we know what those products are at this point, because I wonder if we know what those stories are. Um. You
0: know, I, we could, I mean, we could probably brainstorm. Um, you know, I've had, uh, Teresa Moxley here on the podcast and she's got mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, amazing project that helps women deal with past trauma in their lives. And so I think there's, there's a lot of different things that we maybe feel nervous to document or terrified, or we need to, uh, deal with in a professional setting with therapy before we can have it as part of our scrapbooking. um, you know, and even even just some of the things of 2020. And, you know, yes. I, I feel like I will always remember how people acted during the pandemic. Yes. And the ones who maybe acted more like me and maybe those who acted differently. And that sometimes wide disparity between the two. And I think that's going to be a story we're, we're talking about and telling for a, a, a really long time.
1: Right. And and it's so interesting about how like some of these longer term stories are going to fit into the narratives that we scrapbook.
0: When I would I'm hoping that I think the the more that we can just create these opportunities for uh simple vulnerability with Thursday 3 and things like that the the more that we just open the door and and having products that are um You know, even even the products that to to help black women feel more represented in the products that they're using on their pages. Like, it's so important that we see more of that going forward. And I think that just opens the door to having more of these conversations about the stories that aren't being told and the ways that we can support them getting told going forward.
1: Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent.
0: So I'm curious if somebody wants to start doing
1: Thursday three, what do they need to do? It's super simple. I do mine on Instagram. I also do mine on the Awesome Ladies Project website. You can do like you do not have to do it on social media at all whatsoever. The only thing you have to do is take a picture of yourself and write down three things that are going on in your right now life. You can share it on Instagram. If you share it on Instagram, you can tag me at are you Kristen and use the hashtag hashtag Thursday number three. And it's super simple. Sometimes people tag three other people to participate. I like to tag three other people to participate because I love seeing my friends' faces. And I like kind of nudging them to tell them, hey, I have not seen your beautiful face in a really long time. But you do not have to tag three people. It is not mandatory. Literally, you can just put it on your phone if you want to just write your three things in your notes app or whatever app that you do journaling on. If you want to just do it on your regular camera and write down three things in a notebook. But all you have to do is take a picture of yourself and write down three things that are happening in your right now life.
0: I will have to mention here the day one app is one of my favorites for pairing one photo for a particular day with some words because it's just it's very simple, streamlined, um, I believe it's for both Apple and Android. I'm using it on Android. So usually that means it's for Apple too. And yeah, it's just, it's such an easy way to to capture it. And it's optional to share it, of course. So, but you can just have that just for you. Amazing. So one of the original reasons I wanted to have you on the show was because I keep hearing from people who are in my community that also overlap with your community working on these daily pages. So small creative activities in a field note size book and I love this kind of simple again really super simple uh invitation to make something can so can you tell me more about how this got started and how long you've been doing
1: it yes how this got started okay again this is something that I selfishly created for myself because I absolutely needed it um it was two summers ago I was legit on the verge of creative burnout, like so bad. I was doing stuff for my membership. I was doing some freelance stuff. I was getting ready for the second Awesome Ladies live Live retreat. And so I was working nonstop. And then I was trying to go to my desk and create like layouts or projects. And it was taking me like four hours to create something that should have taken me a half an hour because my creativity – tank was just like on E. It was, it was just so bad. I, every decision I make, I was making was taking me so long. And I was like, Kristen, what is wrong with you? I was like, actually at the time I was like, Kristen, maybe you're just bad at scrapbooking. Maybe you're like done. Maybe you're like Michael Jordan, hang up the shoes. (laughs) Um, you know, (laughs) it was not a great place. (laughs) And so I went through this whole thing and I was like, trying to figure out how do I cure my creative burnout? And finally, I came to the, I sat down and I, I really thought about it and problem solved because problem solving is one of my actual number one values is the ability to problem solve. And I said, Kristen, you need to start being creative in smaller doses. You need to Get your creative muscles working every day. The same way that people go to the gym, you need to be creative every day in a way that is meaningful, in a way that you can see progress, in a way that just feels good. And I looked at my calendar and I was like, okay, there's no way you can do 30 minutes a day. You can do five minutes a day. We'll figure out a way for you to be creative in five minutes a day. I had all of these notebooks. I love notebooks. So I took one of my field notes notebooks. And I was like, okay. Each day, I'm going to flip this thing open. And I'm just going to put some stuff on two pages. Next day, flip to the next page. Put some stuff on two pages. I thought I was just going to do this for the summer. But when I filled out, like, I finished my second book. I was like, no, I just have to keep going. And I just kept going. And... This April, right after we all kind of got stuck at home, I decided to start doing my pages kind of on a live stream. And so every day at noon, now I just do my pages for my members on a live stream. And so I do it for a little bit longer now. But this habit has been, I never thought I would be type of person to have an actual creative art habit where I make something consistently every single day. But I have found so many different reasons to have this creative art habit. One of them, which is my favorite, I guess, I think it might actually be my favorite, is that at the start of this, I had like a thousand Project Life cards that I was never, ever, 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 ever in my entire life going to finish using. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is to just grab one of those Project Life cards, stick it in the album, and then just be like, oh, yeah, that's like a toll patterned paper on these tiny little books. That's certainly a fun repurpose there. It is. And there's so many ways, because they're smaller You have to use your creative mind differently. But also because they're smaller, you get to use products that you wouldn't have used otherwise. Because you're doing it every day, the stories that matter less just get to be told, which is another way to tell everyday stories. A lot of the – Oh, go ahead. A lot of the products that I never would have, you know, quote unquote, finished off, there's so many, you know, how do I say, uh, three stickers on the end of a sticker pack or the last strip of washi that would have just remained in my uh, bin of embellishments that weren't necessarily things that I 100% loved or would have found a place for on layouts or in my other albums. They can just go in a daily page book. So that I can use up my products. And it feels amazing to throw out a used sticker sheet. I don't know why it feels so amazing to just throw out like a completely used embellishment sheet. But it feels so good. And I love just using more supplies. And just using those supplies has made me better. There's so many tiny little things that you get when you have this tiny little creative habit. It then makes you so much more efficient. It makes you so much better at making the big, at at doing the bigger projects, making the bigger pages and having a better grasp on, well, I like this product. I don't like this product. I really like using this with this. And this is who I am creatively.
0: I'm curious if you ever feel so inspired by what you're doing that you have trouble, like you want to go beyond the two pages and then do you take, do you make more pages
1: or do you take that then to a layout or something else? I don't ever go beyond the two pages, but I will definitely pull things out and say, Oh, okay, this is going with this. I definitely want to put this into a TN page. This is going to go into my December daily. That happens a lot more. I don't ever go beyond the two pages, mostly because I guess I'm disciplined. I know a lot of other people do. Don't sound so surprised. (laughs) Well, no, I, I get like, I, yeah, no, I, that's, I've never actually wanted to go beyond the page. I think for me, one of the really, really nice things about the, the, having this small canvas is that I get, I feel a really nice sense of completion when I've finished the page and it's like, oh, okay. Now I'm finished for the day. Awesome. What else can I do? And so, I mean, I, like lots and lots and lots of other people, have a laundry list of other projects that I want to work on. So I will then happily go and work on a TN page or I'll go and work on a six-by-eight pocket page or I'll go and work on a mini book because I love my daily pages, but one a day is good enough for me. Sure. No, I was was thinking if
0: I'm sitting down, let's say I'm – I punch some circles out of some scrap pattern paper, and then on one day, like I put the circles in the middle of the page, and then the next day is like, well, now I need to do like some sort of half circle thing with them off the page. My brain would start kind of thinking of all the permutations, and then I would have—I think I'd have to really like pull myself away and say, okay, now where can I use that circle somewhere else? Oh
1: yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, like, and and then that's one of the really great things about daily pages is that it inspires you to make. Better things in more important places,
0: yeah, it just sounds like it's a really good like dot connector. It's start, it really just makes your brain start working in the way it needs to work in order to 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 be creative and to do the things that you want to do, but sometimes maybe can feel intimidating to get started because that's where we we began here is where you were having trouble sitting down to to make pages and you felt like you were a terrible scrapbooker, but really you needed oh. you needed this type of warm-up
1: activity. Yes. And another thing that is amazing for is I will get products that otherwise I would have been like, quote unquote, a little bit nervous to use on like fresh pages, especially stamp sets that are, I don't want to say complicated, but like stamp sets like with outlines and then uh, fill-ins. Oh, was it are, like get- designed to be layered and things like that? Exactly. I'll get nervous about using those on a page for the first time. Whereas in my daily pages, it's practice time. Who cares what it looks like? It's not like I'm going to show off my daily. If somebody comes over and is like, hey, can I see your scrapbooks? I'm not going to show them my daily pages first. I'm going to show them something. Not that I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not proud of my daily pages. I'm proud of my daily pages. It's an amazing habit. Some of my coolest pages are in my daily pages. They're cool. But that's a habit for me. And most of the people who would be enamored by them are like people who get it. If somebody who comes over and wants to see like, quote unquote, a scrapbook, I'm going to show them a travel album, or my December daily, or my project life—something that is more uh, what they think of as a scrapbook, if that makes sense.
0: Well, this this so much reminds me of uh, I've studied a lot of Leonardo da Vinci over the year because of his uh, combination of art and science, mm-hmm. and he, you know, kept such meticulous notebooks. And 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 everything that I've read is that to him, like this was, this was part of the process, but it was not the work itself. It was everything you needed to do in order to create the work and put that into the world. Right. And I think, yeah, Yeah. I feel like he might even be, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the word is like mortified, but I don't think he would have the same type of reverence that maybe we have for his notebooks and that we do today because he's like, no, that you guys need to ignore that. Bullshit.. <laughs> right, right. Go look at that painting or that sculpture. That was what I was
1: creating, but I had to do the work to get there. right. And I think that that's that's exactly what this is and And I anytime I'm talking about it, I like to um, I like to talk about it in sports terms. I'm like, you know, professional athletes don't just you know show up to the game on Sunday. They spend, you know, however much time in the gym every day working their muscles out. So when they go to play in the game on Sunday, when they go to, you know, do the big thing, they already know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like their muscles just move. And that's, that's how I see daily pages. Cause then I'll just, you know, I'll grab my stamp set and I'll be like, oh, okay. I know that with this stamp, it's better if I put the ink pad on top of the stamp, as opposed to stamping Mm -hmm. from the top, because the ink pad will get into the little, divots and it won't stamp evenly and knowing that again it's the same thing about doing the work beforehand so that you can make something that you are truly passionate about and when we talk about work it's not like I mean it's not like we're you know on our knees mopping the floor we're playing with stickers and cutting Mm -hmm. paper and doing something we love in order to get better at something we love. That's more
0: like play. Right? Yeah. And, but it's, it's important. It's like, it's the important play. It is, it is, it is it is work in that, the, the honorable, awesome, amazing sense. And your sports metaphor is perfect. I know that every time I watch the Olympics, I always leave with this like newfound uh, sense and deep appreciation for, Uh, perseverance and just extreme discipline. Uh, Even though I am not an athlete by any means, like I just, I want to have that kind of mindset. Like I want to, you know, have the discipline of Tom Brady to do all the things that he does to still be so, you know, uh, skillful at an, you know, quote unquote older age as a football player.
1: Right. Yeah. And, um, Lisa Congdon's book Find your artistic voice. She has in, in her last chapter a whole list of basically, you know, how to tangibly, how to do, you know, find your artistic voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of the things that really stuck out with me was embrace the monotony. Mm. And that is, I think that's one of the hardest things for us to do as creatives who are, most of us are literally surrounded by incredibly creative things like glitter and stickers and more paper than we ever know what to do with. I know at the beginning of this pandemic, we were all joking about how, you know, we would all be put to the test when we said that we would never run out of scrapbook supplies, no matter what. And so like this idea of embracing the monotony comes, comes into play with jelly pages because you know, It can be hard day after day to be like, okay, well, what do I put on these blank pages today? And so I've tried to, again, because I am someone who decision fatigue can really get to me. So I am someone who tries to create ways to make as few decisions as possible. I make little prompts for myself with daily pages. So every Monday, I do currently list. I do my currently list every Monday in my daily pages. Because on Mondays, I think Mondays are the hardest days to make decisions. So I wake up, I go to my do my daily page, and it's like, okay, the only decision I have to make is what's going to decorate my currently list. So it's really easy for me. On Tuesdays, I like to try, you know, a new technique or a new supply. So I try and grab something new, whether it's, you know, whatever happy mail has come that week or something new that I have on my desk or a technique that I've seen around the internet, you know, who made something cool. So Monday's currently list, Tuesday's a new technique. Wednesday, we all have so much washi that Washi Wednesday, I grab a washi tape and I'm like, how is this inspiring me today? Thursday, i drive a selfie. This way I have some selfies in my books. And, you know, sometimes I don't. This is just prompts that get me started. Sometimes I throw them away because I have other ideas. And then Friday, I try to do like a week wrap-up. And it's usually like a little bit of a Feminist Friday. It's like usually Ari Kristen's Intersectional Feminist Friday because – Honestly, 2020 has been a year. <laughs> and by the time the week is over, I'm like, I just have something to say. Sure. And so sometimes it's been screenshots. Sometimes it's just been quotes. Sometimes it's just. And so, sometimes it's just. Sometimes it's just me making something that helps me reflect on the week. And these prompts are Sometimes I throw them out because it's like, oh yeah, I got something cute in the mail today and I really want to use this. Or I was flipping through my papers yesterday and I found two really cute papers and I can only use one. So I'm going to throw that one to the side for tomorrow. I try to keep it as simple as possible. I think there is that fine line of giving yourself too many rules and not giving yourself enough rules. So I try to make it as easy as I can for myself. And I think everyone else has to have, you know, their own rules through this project as well.
0: Well, and I was just thinking that you could even start with, if, if you want to experiment and dabble with this, commit to doing a week, sit yes. down and come up with like, maybe, you know, follow your themes or guidelines and uh, just come up with the seven things that you might want to do. And then ask yourself, do I want to do this today? Yes or no? If yes, proceed. If no, do the thing you want to do. And then after a week, see if you want to continue. Exactly. And just even don't even worry about having a book or whatever. Just, you know, I was so, <laughs> so excited today because my daughter's art teacher was talking about artist trading cards and she's like, mom, can I get some watercolors and can you cut these in two and a half by three and a half for me? And I'm like, yes, of course I can. Please, yes. your daughter, go make things.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely.
0: So you mentioned intersectional feminist. I don't actually know what that means. I've heard of feminist, of course. And on your website, you write, I wholeheartedly believe that community is an essential pillar of the intersectional feminist scrapbooking experience. We need to be there to learn, support, and encourage one another. So can you talk more about how the Awesome Ladies Project is a unique, safe space for feminist crafters and
1: really what that means to you? Yeah, I absolutely can. So I went to school for political science and women's and gender studies. So I am one of those SJWs that they've warned you about. Um, For anyone who does not know what that means, it is a slur against uh, women. It is uh, short for social justice warrior, which is, um, it's fun. And it means that uh, we care about Things like women getting equal rights and also let me explain what intersectional feminism is, right? So feminism, we all know and love, is fighting for the equality of women. Intersectional feminism is a term coined by a woman named Kimberly Crenshaw in the 1980s, talking about how oppression cannot be quantified and how different things like race, especially, but class, sex, gender, sexuality, where you were born, all of these different things overlap. Mm-hmm. And so you can't necessarily say, well, this person from this place is more oppressed or less oppressed than this person from this place because our lived experiences are So intertwined and that there are things and that racism and sexism and oppression against all, all different oppressions overlap in such different ways that, you know, just saying, oh yes, we want equality for women doesn't even start to scratch the surface for what that actually means. Mm, and so, okay. to you know, to have equality for women, you need to also have equality for black women. You need to have equality for Latino women. You need to have equality for disabled women. And so being an intersectional feminist means that you're looking at all of the different classes of oppression while also looking at it through a feminist lens.
0: Okay, that makes total sense. I I thank you for educating me. It was
1: exciting to learn something new. No problem. I paid a lot for my education. I'm glad to use it. Um, and so creating the Awesome Ladies Project came out of when I was a scrapbooker in college. I used to go to some crops and A couple of times I had some not so great interactions with people who would come up and literally look at my scrapbooking pages and tell me, Kristen, you – they didn't say my name. "Um, Hey, why are you scrapbooking if you don't have kids? You have no business being Mm -hmm. a scrapbooker. What are you doing? And that, you know, at the time, it was hurtful for me. but. As a, you know, white, straight-presenting, 21-year-old girl, it didn't mean all that much. But the thing is, is that if you're saying that to me, if you're saying that to me, you're also saying that to women who can't have kids. You're also saying that to gay women. And this was uh, before legalization of same-sex marriage. So... I wanted to create a place where no matter what your life looked like, no matter who you were married to, no matter, you know, if you were only a pet mom, if you only, you know, if you had 15 kids, no matter what your life looked like, your story mattered and it was safe for you to tell your story here. Because, you know, the scrapbooking community has not always been super welcoming to certain groups of people. And that's what it is. It is what it is and it's getting better, but the awesome ladies project was created so that, you know, women could tell their stories, whatever their stories were, whatever their lives look like, whether you, you know, had enough money to scrapbook, in certain ways. And I think that that's another thing that we don't really talk about a lot is um, one of the, one of the things we see a lot on Instagram, on Facebook, and even back, you know, when, when there was old school scrapbooking um, before we got to social media, so much of scrapbooking quote unquote influencers, but all of the brands that are scrapbooking the scrapbooking industry, so many pages are created with like hundreds of dollars of product. And it, it, can make people who can't afford that type of thing feel again othered, mm. and so one of the things that I really like to to talk about in the Awesome Ladies Project is again, you can tell your story, you can scrapbook your 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 life with just a notebook, with just you know a binder and some paper. You don't need to put forty dollars of a product on every single layout. I mean, you can if you got that money. Awesome, fantastic, way to go we make incredibly gorgeous products. There are incredibly talented designers in our industry and we can support these people, but that's not the only way. And, you know, I think all of that falls into the the category of, of intersectional feminism of, you know, we need to support black women and their products and their stories and bring them into the fold we need to support disabled women and their stories and products for their lives and bring them into the fold we need to support families with two moms we need to support families with two dads we need to support single moms all of you know there are so many family types that have kind of been ostracized and the awesome ladies project came out of You know, just me being ostracized is like just literally a girl in college. And when you're telling your story specifically, because the Awesome Ladies Project is about you telling your story. When you're telling your story, you are opened up even more to this air of vulnerability. And I want to make sure that people know if you have a story that doesn't look like anyone else's it doesn't mean it's not valuable it means it's just as valuable and maybe even more valuable I don't want to quantify anyone's stories but one of the things that's so important about telling your story is that it helps to give context to everyone else's story when we tell our stories the more of us who tell our story, the deeper everyone else's story becomes. Mm, So I think it's really important that more people tell their stories.
0: Well, this connects back to what we were talking about earlier with, okay, what, what do we need to do in order to, for us to get uh, for, for everyone to feel included and that their stories can be told and that no matter where, who we are, that we can go a little bit further beneath the surface to tell the stories that matter and explore who we are as people. And we we need this type of community to to feel safe in doing that, to identify ourselves with others and to learn from one another that we all are going through things and that we can learn from that. And that's how we grow and, and hopefully uh, heal some of the divisions that we have and to heal a lot of generations of uh as you said oppression that have led us to where we are today that um makes our society not quite yet equal or uh
1: equitable totally absolutely
0: so kristen this has been such a thoughtful and amazing conversation i i just want to celebrate you and um you know you created the awesome ladies project so many years back now that you were willing to just stand in your own beliefs of what you saw that was needed in this community. And um, I'm, I'm happy to be your, your sister in the, in the industry, you know, also fostering community and in my own way too. And so we're all just trying to, to do our three thing and create these communities so that crafters can feel they have a home online.
1: Yeah. I think it's really important that we have these places for people to exist online and it's not like there's room for only one community and there's so many of your members who are also my members and I love that we share this thing because I am and I forever will be I am an internet child I love having internet friends I love having internet communities And I love, especially now in 2020, that we can get together online. I think it is so important. I love that we can connect with each other through the internet, that we are all over the country, that we are literally all over the world, and that we can create this space that is so needed for so many different women.
0: Gosh, you mentioned being an an internet child. Like I remember being... 16 years old, and, and you were, you know, in your, your early teens, tween years then, and, you know, I was on AOL and, like, creating uh-huh. an email zine for for girls, and, like, just uh-huh. growing up in that world definitely paved the way for what we're doing today.
1: Yes, exactly. Having all of the different internet things, making, like, a Neopets account. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. Yes, and just making little web pages from the time the websites literally, you know, exactly getting on AOL and being like, Oh, okay. What is this angel fire thing? Um,
0: Well, I think we were just all like, we were shown the possibilities as they were being created. So that allowed us to, once we, became more fully fledged adults said, okay, wow, I can use all this that I grew up with to then create this thing that I want to create. So it's absolutely. Just, yeah. So I am so excited about the new, newly designed currently card. Can you share more about when that might be coming out or where we can find you online? Anything else new or that you have coming up?
1: Yeah. Everything that you can find ever. Absolutely. You can find absolutely everything at the awesome ladies project.com. The new currently card will be available Probably around Christmas, maybe a little bit earlier. And you can definitely find that at the awesome dot com slash currently. The best way to find everything out is to get on the awesomeladiesproject.com newsletter, which is at the awesomeladiesproject dot com slash newsletter. And honestly, the best thing to do is to come to the awesomeladiesproject.com and join our free community. Totally free. You get to do really cool things like listen to every episode of the Crafty S. Yes podcast and chat about it. There are some free courses and you have this entire free community where you can just come and upload your photos and talk to the other awesome ladies. So com, and you'll see a big button that says join our free community.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you for taking time to talk to me today. You're very welcome. All right. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.